Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome in, podcast listeners. Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday. We got a fun show lined up for you right now. In hour two, we will talk with Mark Schlereth, who'll be joining us weekly all season long during the course of the NFL. And we'll break down what we saw from Jimmy Garoppolo, the latest on Antonio Brown, the craziness and zaniness is the college football quarterback transfer market. All that to come on the podcast. Encourage you to continue to go rate. The uh, podcast loves seeing the reviews that are pouring in. Give us a good one. Make me laugh, and we'll track you down and give you an OutKick t-shirt. Wins and losses guest this week is Joel Klatt. Next week will be Rachel Panetta. We are officially underway with Lock It In, 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Central, 2.30 Mountain, 1.30 Pacific, every day on FS1. Make sure you don't miss any of that. That is Outkick the Coverage, and here is the Tuesday edition of the podcast beginning now. Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis, live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, Antonio Brown is continuing his grievance. I feel as if we need to start off the show with old school soap opera music as we move on into the absurdity that has been Antonio Brown's entire tenure with the Raiders. There are 2,880 players, if my math is correct, right now playing in the NFL. 2,880. Every team has 90 roster players. 2,879 of them 
have no issues with their helmet. They have decided to follow the league and NFL Player Association rules that are designed to protect your helmet, uh, protect your head inside of a, a aggressively designed helmet that has been modified over the years. Maybe Antonio Brown still needs to be in a leather helmet. I don't know what exactly is going on here, but this has reached the heights of absurdity. And I'm sure that tonight on Hard Knocks, episode three, we'll probably get a little bit more of the behind-the-scenes Raiders frustration. But if you're out there keeping tabs on it, this is a never-ending story, and we continue down the path of absurdity. Speaking of the path of absurdity, Monday Night Football finishing off week two in the NFL preseason. Jimmy Garoppolo, he of the five-year, $137 million contract, injured himself, tore his ACL in week three, had a really good close to the season, what feels like forever ago. He was absolutely awful in his preseason return from that injury last night. If you were watching it, you got to be a little bit nervous. Bay Area football fans in general – Jimmy Garoppolo finished with a zero passer rating. He went one for six for zero yards with an interception. His only completion was a screen pass. Jimmy Garoppolo was asked about that performance after the game, and he said this. No, I, I think those guys did a pretty good job up front. You know, uh, for the most part, it was a clean pocket. I think I only got hit like once maybe. So, you know, for the most part, it was pretty good up front. I just personally have to be better. Unfortunately, we don't get to play the whole game right now, so you know it's uh, you only get so many plays. You wish you could be out there for more, so you could bounce back and everything. But it's uh, you know it is what it is the preseason right now, so just gotta take it in stride. Really, Jimmy Garoppolo's entire football career has been an unmitigated disaster since he went out to dinner with that porn star. Remember that when he went out in Beverly Hills with the porn star to dinner, the the older woman. Uh, that Howardy had a kid and everything else. And I wasn't really familiar with her work, but it was a huge story. Took her out in Beverly Hills. And ever since then, I think that was in the summer before the, uh, before the season officially began. Ever since then, he comes out, gets injured in week three. Now he comes back the next season and looks really, really bad in his debut. Now, Throw in the casual caveat of it's preseason football and it's difficult to judge anybody based on limited action like we have seen from Jimmy Garoppolo. But the same reaction that we had to Kyler Murray being awful in NFL preseason week two is also in play here. And the 49ers have to be nervous at this point that they are following down the path that has typically been a dangerous one. Remember when it was Matt Flynn, right, who went out and threw for 500 yards with the Green Bay Packers, stepping in for Aaron Rodgers in that one game, and everybody was agog over how talented he was? you got to be really, really careful about letting one hot streak dictate a long-term decision that you make in football. And... This is not Monday morning quarterbacking. This is not uh, questioning the decision-making of the San Francisco 49ers. 
just based on what's happened since the injury and since the start of this season. This is going back to when they signed that long-term deal. I said I never really bought in to Jimmy Garoppolo being worth a five-year, $137 million contract. I just didn't think there was enough data, and I didn't think he had proven that he was able to stand up to the rigors of a full NFL schedule. Remember, he came out and looked pretty good, filling in for Tom Brady, got his broken collarbone, I think it was, got injured playing with the Patriots, gets traded all the way for a second-round pick to the San Francisco 49ers. Kyle Shanahan's a really great coach, I think especially offensively. He and Sean McVay are the guys that everybody's trying to emulate. And Garoppolo came out and got hurt really quick, running the football outside the pocket. He's down. And now, remember how much enthusiasm and excitement there was about the 49ers last year? Are the 49ers one of the most under-the-radar teams this year? I don't hear anything. Last year, the 49er talk was a lot like the Cleveland Brown talk is this year. 49ers were one of the hottest teams coming in. Oh, look at how they finished the season. Nobody could beat Jimmy Garoppolo down the stretch. This guy's going to be unbeatable. And then, boom, the season starts, he gets injured, and the 49ers fall apart. And now this performance, it's got to make you nervous. Bay Area football fans, wobbly indeed. I want to dive into college football. I got a crazy college football discussion point coming up for you next segment. But let me go ahead and bring in the crew. Let's start, as we have started a lot of different days going forward, Antonio Brown or Jimmy Garoppolo who should be more nervous, the Raiders or the 49ers, Danny G? Bay Area football fans, who has got more on the line here, the Raiders with Antonio Brown or the 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, I think both teams have a lot riding on this season. I mean, I think the one thing that we got to pay attention to is it's been, what, a year since Jimmy G's been on the field before Kiara Mia cursed him with that injury yeah we got the porn star curse i don't know that we've ever had a porn star curse before but i'm I'm comfortable saying that that has happened to the san francisco 49ers at this point i mean at least antonio brown's situation has something to do with football and not a porn star that helmet he found a 2014 version of that helmet that he likes and the nfl turned it down so that's why he was pissed off that's why he's so upset and i was reading an article yesterday that says a lot of the players that have been popping off about not liking these new helmets, it's because I guess they're wobbly on the head. They don't fit as well, and that's why they had suggested that you do that 3D fitting. So why didn't Antonio Brown do that? Get it fitted on your head the correct way. You're right. All the other players have found ways now, to make it latest? work. I, I haven't even t- Did he come up for practice and then he leave? He did. No, he showed up yesterday. So he took Mike Mayock's words to heart. The team, they didn't have any practices. I guess they had a walkthrough, and they had team meetings, and Antonio Brown was on time, and he was there at the Raiders' facility for that. So I don't even understand what the second grievance could possibly consist of. So he lost his first grievance. Right. Are you able to appeal the loss of the grievance? I don't even understand what he's doing at this point. So they told him to find a helmet that yeah. was newer than 10 years old, and he did. That shoot model that he liked he found a 2014 version yeah, I understand, of it but so what is right. his appeal now he's already been shot down he says that he did what they asked him to and now they're denying that 
So well, he, but, that's yeah. why he feels like he's a target now. I understand his argument, but yeah. if you've already lost the appeal, what are you trying to like? How are you going through the grievance process again? Like, does this is this never ending? I guess with the arbitrator now, he's trying to say he needs a year to sort this yeah, all he's out. Saying, he's saying he should be given a year, right? Him. Because he found the helmet they told him to, but they're now this saying is- that that doesn't pass the test. So he's just pissed off because he feels like they're against him. I mean, again, 2,879 players on NFL rosters are playing under existing rules about what's allowed from a helmet perspective, and Antonio Brown can't do it. Dub, who should be more nervous, 49ers or Raiders? I mean, to me, it's the 49ers. We know how good Antonio Brown is, and I think we can all agree at some point in the next couple weeks, he's going to get over this helmet thing, he's going to get on the field, and he's going to play. Garoppolo... I mean, he has 10 career starts, and they gave him that huge bag of cash. We don't, we still don't really know if this guy's any good or not, and they gave him all that money, and he's playing the most and, important position on the field. So to me, I think it's the 49ers. Yeah, that's a good argument. And, and also, if you go back and dive into the 10 games that he's played as a starter, he hasn't played that many good teams. I mean, the thing that was a little bit of fool's gold, I, I said, and again, this is not Monday morning quarterbacking. I, I This was a, you know... I was doubting this decision when it was made at the time. They didn't play good teams down the stretch when they got hot, the 49ers, and won all those games that helped to justify the five-year, $137 million contract for Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, you can't really anticipate injuries, and it takes a while to come back from a torn ACL. Maybe even this year, he's going to be a little bit wobbly in terms of his performance on the field, certainly early. But you couldn't have been, he couldn't have been any worse in front of a large audience with his return. And much like, again, we talked Kyler Murray and how bad he looked. This is what happens in the preseason when you're an unproven quarterback. We're going to judge a, a relatively small number of snaps and try to extrapolate it going forward. Eddie Garcia, who should be more nervous? The Raiders with Antonio Brown or the 49ers with Garoppolo? Well, as great as Antonio Brown can be, um, he's still a wide receiver, and it, based on nothing more than the quarterback position uh, and the investment the 49ers have made in him as well, but I, it's got to be the 49ers. I mean, that was scary if you're a 49er fan about how bad Garoppolo looked last night, right? Absolutely, and uh, I mean, as you said, he made Kyler Murray look good, or I mean, that was a... I mean, I don't know how you complete a pass and get zero yards. I mean, I know you can, but I mean, he, even his one completion uh, was for zero yards. So, I mean, it was as about as bad as you could get. At least the pick wasn't a pick six, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was an atrocious performance. And I think if you really kind of break these uh, two situations down, as much attention as we've given to Antonio Brown, I do think, and we said yesterday, he's going to be on the field at some point. What you worry about is that he's not going to play as well because he's not going to be fully enmeshed in his team because he just hasn't spent that much time interacting with them. Derek Carr obviously has a lot of pressure on himself, and he hasn't been able to fully get used to what Antonio Brown's going to bring to bear on the team. You also worry that all of these eruptions are going to continue throughout the season, which at some point could lead to a total disaster for the Raiders when it comes to the Mike Mayock and John Gruden regime and their ability to motivate and lead this team. That's your concern. But from a pure financial perspective, you potentially are going to lose $30 million over two years. 
And if things don't work out with Antonio Brown, you can always go back to the drawing board, dive back into the draft, and figure out whether maybe you like Jake Fromm, maybe you like Tua, maybe you like Justin Herbert, one of those guys potentially in next year's draft to let John Gruden go and get his own quarterback. So all of that is okay in the context that the Raiders, even if they give $30 million to Antonio Brown, they only gave up a third and fifth round pick for him, and the long-range future of the franchise is not necessarily going to be impacted by a guy they got for two years. Jimmy Garoppolo got a five-year, $137 million franchise deal, and he was effectively handed the reins to the entirety of the San Francisco 49ers. Roberto, the Raiders, even though you're a Raiders fan, the 49ers of the Bay Area NFL teams right now have to be way more nervous about Jimmy G than uh, the Raiders do about Antonio Brown, right? Definitely. The most important position, obviously, is quarterback, and all that money that they gave Jimmy G on top of it, it's got to be Jimmy G. And Antonio Brown's going to be on the field, and he's going to be productive for the Raiders. We'll see what ends up happening there. When we come back, the AP Top 25 is out for college football and the movement at quarterback at the top 12 or 13 teams is going to blow your mind when I go through and talk about that in the context of what we basically have is perpetual free agency for quarterbacks in college football. But I think the movement is going to blow your mind when I actually put it all in context for the top teams this year. All that still to come. Hour two, by the way, if you're out here giving you a roadmap of where we're headed, maybe you're listening on the podcast. Hour two, we will talk with uh, Mark Schlereth, who is going to join us every single, I believe Tuesday, maybe not going forward, but it will be joining us every single week going forward. Uh, he's out in Denver. Should be pretty outstanding. Longtime NFL guy. Now he calls games for Fox. He will be a lot of fun this year. And then in hour three, We'll talk with our guy, Petros Papadakis. That is where we are headed. This is Outkick the Coverage. Appreciate you spending your Tuesday morning with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying, flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Unbelievable video of an old man and an alligator leads us into the Animal Thunderdome. Again, if you want to be entertained and get a laugh this morning, I think the old man, he's still fine. Uh, Maybe a little bit worse for the wear, but don't try to wrestle an alligator. Uh, You can check it out at Clay Travis, but let's hit the music, boys. Let's dive in. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I have a bullet and stricter stuck to my face. And you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. All right, let's start. Has all the crew seen the video of the old man and the alligator that I tweeted out yesterday? Yes. Has anyone not seen this? All right. 
what in the world was the old man thinking? He was thinking if you cover the alligator's eyes, then you can move the alligator. Well, I don't even understand, though. Like, that was a big alligator. And again, you need to see this video. And when he sits down on top of it, I'm not sure what his game plan is because I I don't really, I mean, I, I honestly have no idea. Yes, the alligators having his eyes covered theoretically would make it a little bit safer for you to try to get on the alligator. But he didn't have a rope and he didn't have some a- asset or attribute that he seemed to be using to move the alligator. It seemed like a really bad game plan to begin with. Yeah, Just, that that alligator was not happy. Took a bite out of the guy's arm. Yeah. And then the other video that's been making the rounds is that alligator that climbed the fence. Yeah, that alligator. I tweeted that out, too. Oh, this was man. down in what, like the Jacksonville yes. area? Yes. Just in time for the Florida Gators to return to college football, there's a video of an alligator climbing a fence. Climbs and, a tall chain-link fence. Yeah, and I think there are a lot of people out there, myself included, who had no concept that an alligator could just climb a fence. And this is this is a game-changer when alligators are learning to, to climb fences because I think like most of you, I would think, okay, if there's an alligator on the other side of the chain-link fence, I'm pretty safe. And the fact that this alligator has just in some way learned how to climb the fence is uh, is a game changer. None of us are safe. And and the, there's a video of him climbing the fence too. I think isn't yeah, there? Yeah. Oh, that is it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, that that's terrifying. It explains how these alligators end up in like sometimes they end up in lakes, and you're like, how in the world did the alligator get here? But that climbing defenses is something that I would have never believed alligators are capable of. All right, what else you got us? All right, this headline says, Pitbull fights off shark. Yes, shark to save its owner. James White's Pitbull Darby jumped into action when he heard his owner's cry for help as a shark's teeth sank deep into this guy's leg. He uh, told NBC Bay Area last week that a couple of weeks ago, He's from the Bay, but he was fishing on the shore of Bodega Bay, which is in California's Sonoma County, north of San Francisco. He had left Darby, his one-year-old pit bull, in his parked vehicle because the fishing location was close to traffic. Well, he's fishing, right? He feels a strong pull on the line. He struggles to reel it in. He says, the only way I think I was able to get the line back is because it was swimming towards Guy me. is, all right, so Guy is fishing. Right. Okay. And he gets uh, a fish on the line. It's a shark. A six feet, seven gill shark. Oh, my God. As he attempted to remove the hook from this massive shark. So, first of all, all right, let me just stop here. Yeah. If I catch a six foot shark, I'm not going to try to remove the hook. I'm probably <laughs> just going to go ahead. I'm going to be honest with you. I understand that people are like, oh, I'm going to protect the wildlife and everything else. I'm not reaching my hand anywhere near the mouth of a six-foot shark to get my hook back. Yeah, I'm I don't know what a hook costs when it comes to like deep-sea fishing, but let's say this is the greatest hook of all time, and let's say it's got a value of $20. You know what's worth more than $20? My hand and my <laughs> arm and your, my life. Your old so hands. I'm just, yeah, my old man hands, as my, uh, as my four-year-old said. I am cutting that line. And I am letting that shark have that hook, and I'm letting him deal with the overall outcome. So no, this instead, is one of the all-time bad moves bad. that he decides to try to take the hook out of the shark's yeah, mouth. Yeah, you're 100% right. As he was trying to remove the hook, it flopped and sank its teeth into his leg. Immediately, there was blood everywhere, he says. The first bite punctured an artery. Oh, God. I mean, he almost died yeah. trying to save a hook. 
So Darby hears him screaming, is able to get one of the doors open on the vehicle, runs over, and sinks his jaws into the shark. Now that is that is a, a, a man's best friend. Yeah. And a lot of times we hear about pit bulls, they're killing people. But here, this is a pit bull that was, uh, that was there for the... I mean, th- think about that dog making the decision. What does a dog even know about a shark? Nothing. Right? I mean, this is, this is total and complete faith and love for your owner that you will run into the water, you see him in danger, and it doesn't even matter what has attacked him because the pit bull, like we are scared of sharks by and large. Most people, most people out there know about a shark, right? Like we know that they exist. I bet that the pit bull has never even conceived of like a big fish before in his life. No, and so it makes you wonder how did the dog know to do this? At the end of the article here, it says the dog grabbed the giant shark by its tail and pulled it off his master's leg, which is how this guy got free and was able to live. I want to talk to this guy about his decision to try to go get the hook. I bet we've got more Animal Thunderdome for you as we start hour two. Uh, this is Outkick. Whatever you do, if you catch a six-foot shark, lesson for all of us this morning, don't go try to get the hook back. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, the Bay Area is the area right now where all of the uh, carnival of excess that is NFL preseason football is centered as you begin your Tuesday, wherever you might be across the country. Last night, Jimmy Garoppolo was flat out awful. One for six from the field, zero yards passing, an interception, couple of batted down balls at the line of scrimmage. This is Garoppolo, who has a five-year, $137 million contract back on the field for the first time since his torn ACL in game three. It did not go well. After the game, he had this to say. No, I, I think those guys did a pretty good job up front. You know, uh, for the most part, it was a clean pocket. I think I only got hit like once maybe. So, you know, for the most part, it was pretty good up front. I just personally have to be better. Unfortunately, we don't get to play the whole game right now. So, you know, it's uh, you only get so many plays. You wish you could be out there for more so you could bounce back and everything. But, it's, uh, you know, it is what it is the preseason right now. So, just got to take it in stride. 2,880 players in the NFL, 2,879 players in the NFL, I should say, perfectly fine wearing the helmets. In addition to the uncertainty and nervousness surrounding Jimmy Garoppolo, at least he's wearing a helmet and not complaining about it. Antonio Brown has now filed another grievance over his helmet. Uh, the uh, As the world turns in the Oakland Raiders, drama of soap opera excess continues. We still don't have a resolution there. We will be watching, uh, probably along with a lot of you, HBO's Hard Knocks tonight for the third episode of their behind-the-scenes look at the Oakland Raiders training camp and their preseason. And we will see uh, what we learn, if anything, about what the Raiders say regarding Antonio Brown. Certainly what Mike Mayock said to the media earlier this week seems to have been an indication that the Raiders' patience is up. I would think that the grievance over the helmet, another grievance over the helmet, is not going to make the Raiders feel like Antonio Brown is all in and they can turn their attention toward the season. So that drama continues to uh, to build there. As if that were not enough, we just finished off Hour 2 playing the audio of Jerry Jones saying Zeke who 
and uh, shared with you the uh, fact that Ezekiel Elliott's agent says he is upset. Again, I think we got a budding James Conner versus Le'Veon Bell situation in Dallas. And if you've got to pay big money to Dak Prescott, which I think it's undoubted the Cowboys will do, if you got to eventually give big money to Amari Cooper, both of those guys' contracts are up at the end of this year, whereas Ezekiel Elliott has two years left on his deal. So Jerry Jones got a decision to make. I thought uh, Cousin Sal said something really interesting on our show yesterday, pointing out that Jerry Jones is 77 or 78 years old. Somebody look up at Jerry Jones's exact age, but that for him, this is the team that he wants to bring him another Super Bowl. And so you have to factor in when it comes to how he's going to negotiate with Dak Prescott, the fact that he is 76 years old now, and does he really want to go through the process of trying to find another quarterback? He got lucky going from Tony Romo to Dak Prescott, a guy they got in the fourth round. If he really believes in Dak Prescott, and again, I don't, but Jerry Jones's age and lifestyle could factor in here in a big way in that if he believes this big three, Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, and Ezekiel Elliott, is the modern-day version 25 years later, effectively, of Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, and Emmett Smith. And he may well believe that. If he believes that that is true, then he may drastically overpay for that trio because he's trying to recapture the past. And also, because when you're 76, even if you're healthy, as Jerry Jones appears to be, how many more years do you have to be able to pursue a Super Bowl at the highest possible level of fulfillment and focus. And that does factor in, I think, on some level, if I'm negotiating with Jerry Jones and I'm Dak Prescott's agent or I'm Amari Cooper's agent or Ezekiel Elliott's, I think Jerry Jones negotiates at 76 different than he might have at 46 or 50 when, in theory, you've got a much longer avenue of life left, right? Now, maybe Jerry Jones is going to live to be 100, And maybe he's got 24 more years of being actively involved in managing the Dallas Cowboy franchise. Data would suggest that's unlikely. Most people who are 76 years old don't live that much longer, and they certainly aren't in the public arena like like Jerry Jones is. Now, I believe that's the same age as Joe Biden, and everybody out there is questioning whether Joe Biden's able to run for president right now and serve out his term given his age. And, uh, and certainly, I think the age could factor in here in a big way for Jerry Jones. Having said that, I think that the agent for Ezekiel Elliott claiming that he's going to be offended uh, over what Jerry Jones said there. Do we have that audio? Let's play that. I know we just played it last minute, but for people who may be waking up at the top of the hour, uh, can we just play the Zeku line? I don't need to hear the awkward laughter and like the entire uh, answer about what the impact of Pollard, fourth-round running back from uh, from Memphis, could be. Jerry Jones, by the way, going to be 77 in October. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, if he thinks that Dak is the quarterback who's going to lead him to another championship, does a 77-year-old owner want to go back into the draft and go get another quarterback? Does he want to try to figure out what makes sense with Amari Cooper? Does he want to try to figure out what makes sense uh, with Ezekiel Elliott? Or maybe while paying them a little bit too much, does he want to go back into the draft and try to remake this? I think Jerry Jones believes, based on winning a a game last year in the playoffs, 
I think Jerry Jones believes that the Dallas Cowboys are close to getting back to another Super Bowl. And as a result, he doesn't want to upset the apple cart with his team. But I don't think this joke is that big of a deal. Does anybody think that the that the agent overreacted? If you haven't heard this quote, uh, again, this is the agent responding to what was said. Uh, Jones says, Zeke who? I don't know necessarily that we need to play the audio. But uh, the agent for Ezekiel Elliott said, I didn't think it was funny and neither did Zeke. We actually thought it was disrespectful. I mean, this is just a latest element of anytime somebody says anything, they get offended. Um, And so uh, I I probably maybe would have just factored it in a little bit in the negotiations, maybe kept quiet. I don't think every time somebody says something, you need to come out and let everybody know how your feelings were hurt. Because that's effectively what this is, right, Danny G? That that suddenly we've got Jerry Jones taking a little shot at Ezekiel Elliott. Tony Pollard comes out and has looked fantastic as a fourth-round running back. And Jerry Jones says, Zeke who? Uh, I think it's actually a little bit funny. But the fact that you would say we found it offensive or we were upset uh, is way too much reaction from Ezekiel Elliott and his agent. Yeah, I think so. And you got to put it in full context, too, because he went on to add that Pollard, as your girl Rachel Bonetta called him, mm-hmm. that Tony Pollard would be a nice compliment to Zeke and they need Zeke back, that they would need both of them to have a successful season. He clearly was just joking. I understand that there might be a little bit of bad blood right now, but look, Jerry Jones, if he wanted, he could be taking an angrier stance about Mr. Cabo. So the fact that he's in a good mood and kind of joking about it, if I'm Zeke, I don't think I take that personally. Here is what I think is a big story here that is not getting enough attention. Ezekiel Elliott is not underpaid by a running back context. He's still under his rookie contract. He has only played three of those years, right? And in those three years, he has made uh, an awful lot of money, all right? Uh, he has, uh, when you look at his overall contract, he's going to make in his four-year deal $25 million, okay? I would understand Ezekiel Elliott's perspective if he were a low-round running, uh, running back and he's like, man, I'm getting killed now and I'm not going to be able to ever make back up the money that I didn't make based on where I got drafted, But Ezekiel Elliott got a four-year, just shy of $25 million contract, okay? That's pretty phenomenal. And if he plays, again, he's about to enter into year four. If he plays in year five, if he plays in year five, the Cowboys have an option to pick up his fifth-year contract. Under that option, he's going to get $9 million dollars which would get him up to $33.5 million over the first five years of his contract. I understand that he wants more money. Totally. I want more money. Everybody out there listening probably wants more money. But he's not being underpaid, especially not if you compare him to Dak Prescott. In his first four years, Ezekiel Elliott has made $25 million. In Dak Prescott's first four years, he has made million dollars so Ezekiel Elliott has made almost 10 times as much money in his first four years he's on track as Dak Prescott has made so again Dak is playing and his contract is done after this year 
and Amari Cooper is playing and his contract is done after this year, and Ezekiel Elliott, who has made 10 times as much money as Dak Prescott while playing a position that's probably one-tenth as important, the person that has the most reason to be upset contractually is Dak Prescott. I don't think he's worth $35 million. I certainly don't think he's worth $40 million, but I don't begrudge him for asking for as much money as he can possibly get. Now, I think the Cowboys, because Jerry Jones is about to be 77 years old, might overpay because Jerry doesn't want to risk having to go back into the market, having to go find another free agent, uh, or having to go find another first-round quarterback. Is this guy going to be the answer or not? You have to wait three or four years to know for sure. That puts him into his 80s. I think Jerry's going to end up paying Dak Prescott. But Dak is the one with a real gripe here he's the one who's been drastically underpaid through the first four years of his contract and Ezekiel Elliott 25 million dollars as a running back making roughly seven and a half million dollars a year for the first four years it's not that far off what his market value might be I think paying a running back over 10 million dollars a year is insane based on how easily you can go out and find another running back who's pretty good Look at what happened with Todd Gurley. He gets a massive deal. Then he's got an injury in his knee. They go get C.J. Anderson, and C.J. Anderson isn't even in that good of shape, and he outperforms Todd Gurley down the stretch run of the Rams season. Look at what happened with James Conner and Le'Veon Bell. James Conner makes 128th of the salary of Le'Veon Bell and at least is in the ballpark of a similar back to him. There just isn't that much difference between the fourth best running back in the NFL and the 40th best running back in the NFL. And so you can't pay these guys like it's quarterback where the difference between the fourth best quarterback in the NFL and the 40th best quarterback in the NFL is like the difference between night and day. Most people out there wouldn't notice the difference on an NFL team if you switched in and out the fourth running back and the 40th running back. Maybe notice the difference multi-year, but on a one-year basis, hardly any difference at all, and I think that's where we are in a larger context as, uh, as we break it down. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. We bring in a guy who's going to be joining us weekly here on Outkick. Joined us last year as well, Mark Schlereth. And uh, Mark, first of all, thanks for getting up early with us. Thanks for hopping on. Secondly, My pleasure. Uh, if you were Antonio Brown's teammate, you would be thinking what as this foot and helmet shenanigan continues to play out during the course of training camp i'd be pissed off i mean you know you're part of the you're part of the the crew they brought in to change the culture to actually start winning games and there is no question 
that you are one of the most talented people on planet Earth. You've been blessed with that. That is God-given. I know you've worked hard. But the hand of God reached down and touched you and said, you're going to be able to do some things that nobody else is. And you know what? You take it for granted. You act like a petulant child. I'd be pissed off. I mean, I would look because we've got a chance. If you watch the Raiders, and I've watched both of their games so far, they're, they're a dramatically more talented team. I mean, they have wiped clean their offensive uh, tackle position or at least one side of it. They have revamped their whole wide receiving core. I don't know that there's one guy that played wide receiver for them last year that is currently on their roster this year. I mean, they're a completely different team, and you've got a chance to do something. You're younger. You're more athletic. You're a better team. They told me over there when I called one of their games, they stripped it down to the studs. They're rebuilding it. You're part of that. You're the, one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle that they've rebuilt, that, that, that they have added. And you, I mean, the, the fact that you are this selfish and so self-absorbed, it is, it's mind-boggling to me. But again, I mean, that's who the guy is, right? That's, that's what he is. We have only scratched the surface of all the things that he did in Pittsburgh because only a very few things have gotten out. Um, the, the ultimate in selfishness, just the ultimate in just being a turd. That's, that's what I think of him. So how does this process end up playing out? Like, if you are uh, Derek Carr and you are John Gruden, and you are Mike Mayock, and kind of these guys who were at the upper echelon of remaking the Raiders. What's the end game here? They've given him $30 million. The The helmet dispute, let's, let's take a step back away from Antonio Brown and go to the helmet dispute. There are 2,880 players right now on 90-man rosters across the 32 NFL teams. So far as I am aware, there are 2,879 players who are perfectly fine with the helmets that they have right now. Do you have any sympathy at all for him in the helmet-related issue? No, absolutely not. I mean, they were grandfathered, I guess, a year ago. Tom Brady has got to change. Aaron Rodgers got to change. They're not happy about having to change their helmets. I understand not being happy about changing your helmet. You get into a certain helmet, if that's a certain way, you get comfortable with it. I get that. I know one thing, though. When change happens, and it is inevitable in every walk of life, the only way you get used to change is you walk. We are created for motion. And part of that motion is, hey, we're changing the helmet. You guys have to change along with it. You can either be stuck in the past or you you can move with us. And here's a guy that's refusing to move. Now, this is collectively done between the NFL and the Players Association. You know, you look at those two entities, they have not done anything collectively in the last, what, dozen years or 20 years. So this is, this is another form of change. Hey, they've worked at this together to say, we want to put our players in the best possible position for long-term health by changing the rules of the helmet. And, and here is this guy you know, claiming racism and claiming everything else in regards to the helmet. It's, absol- it's absolutely ludicrous. You don't get used to a new helmet unless you put your new helmet on and start to practice. It feels odd. And I'm on the board of director of Cervices, uh, which is the best testing helmet in, in the world. And, you know, they use car crumple zone technology, and it's unbelievable. And, yeah, I've, I've put it on, and it feels weird. It does. But you know what? You get used to it. You would. And so, yeah, as far as the helmet is concerned or the helmet issue, there is no issue. This is just one guy being a turd wanting his way. Uh, 
so let's go. So how does this situation resolve itself? Do you believe that Antonio Brown can be a productive member of the Oakland Raiders right now? Or do you think that Mike Mayock and John Gruden wish they could go back in time and never made the trade for him? No, I still think, I mean, I think Antonio Brown will show up. I think Antonio Brown will play. You know, he'll find a helmet that works. He'll show up, he'll play, and, you know, he'll put up numbers. Um, so, I, I, you know, it, it will take care of itself when he starts being productive and when he shows up. The, the bottom line, though, you know, the Raiders have gone, they've been over backwards to, it's not an Antonio Brown problem. They've, yeah, and this is the problem with guys like Antonio Brown. You keep, you, you keep bending over, you keep, you know, you keep uh, uh, essentially enabling that guy to act the way he does. Um, and if you're going to continue to act the way you do or let him act the way he does, you know, he's going to continue to get to get away with it, and he's going to continue to press the envelope on, you know, my rules. I have a different set of rules than everybody else. And, um, you know, he's going to come in if he gets, you know, uh, on Monday night against the Denver Broncos, gets eight catches for 136 yards. Uh, you know, everybody's going to be like, all right, oh, that's Antonio Brown. And, you know, and you just kind of expect it. But, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be issues. They're going to continue to manage these issues. They'll continue to, to do that for him as long as he's productive. You know, there's a, a correlation between production and problems. And you'll put up with a bunch of problems as long as there's a ton of production there. But when that production starts to slip, people are going to kick him to the curb. And, uh, and he's going to wonder what happened. We're talking to Mark Schlereth. All right, let's go into last night. Jimmy Garoppolo only gets six attempts, throws for zero yards, throws a pick in the game against the Broncos. Looked like the Broncos were bringing a lot of pressure. Looked like they were starting to show him. Uh, what? It, 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 I mean, he was under fire from the get-go. How nervous do you think 49er fans should be, given that they're now into the second year $137 million deal? Uh, and how much of this is just an aberration? It's a preseason game. Toss it away. Not even pay attention to it. Yeah, toss it away. It, you know, listen, he got a couple balls batted down the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, you assume he's going to the right guy. He threw a couple of bad balls. Uh, one that got picked, one that should have been picked. The one that got picked was really, uh, you know, they had a, a two-man coverage, and he thought, I think he was trying to throw the rail to the running back down the sideline. He got hit. Um, it didn't get there, and, and you know the, the guy who was covering the the, uh, the the little curl on the outside ended up picking it off. But he had a couple of bad he had a couple of bad decisions, a couple of bad throws, a couple of pressures. Um, you know, I, I would I would pretty much throw that away. Uh, first time out from an ACL, and one of the things you have to understand about coming back from any type of injury, Clay, is is physically you're okay. You know, physically you're okay, but you feel different. You feel weird. It's the mental hurdle that's the hardest thing to get over. You've got to be able to get over that mental hurdle and say, hey, man, um, I always tell people, and, and you know, I was telling somebody this the other day, is that you have to reestablish what 100% is and say, okay, I'm fine now. And that may be 80% of what you used to be, but it's good enough to play at a very high level. And until you can, until you can leap over that mental hurdle and say, hey, this is where I am. This is my new 100%. Hey, if I feel better, that's great. But you know what? I don't expect to feel better, and this is plenty good enough to play on. But you've got to be able to overcome that mental hurdle. And I think what we saw uh, was rust and was trying to learn how to play off that knee injury. Remember, he hasn't played since week three since he tore that ACL. That's really the first game action he's had. And he's been very good in camp, um, despite what you hear about the five-interception day. He's been really good in camp. 
So I, I wouldn't put a lot of merit or I, I wouldn't worry a lot about uh, the way he played last night. Kyler Murray, you feel the same way or uh, because he's a, uh, a rookie, are you more troubled by his performance in week two of the preseason? No, I, you know, again, because he's a rookie, because, uh, you know, I think that from a talent standpoint, they're still trying to figure it out uh, in Arizona. You know, talking to some guys from the Arizona Cardinals, incredibly impressed with him as a young quarterback. Uh, there's going to be learning curves. There's no question about that. Um, I was more concerned about their defense or lack thereof in that particular game. But I think that Kyler Murray, you know, is a dynamic young player. I think that he'll make some plays. I think they've got to figure things out on that offensive side. I know a lot of people always say, well, they're hiding stuff. This isn't the real offense. Let me just assure you that they may not be showing everything, but they don't have two separate offenses. This is not the Arizona preseason offense where we're going to trick everybody and then we're going to unleash in the regular season. Remember, this is the base plays. It's not game planned. It's fairly vanilla, but these are the base things that, uh, that the building blocks of your offense are, are predicated upon. So, um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not ready to push the panic button, but there's always going to be learning curves and growing pains with a young quarterback. We're talking to Mark Schlereth. What about the Dallas Cowboys? What would you do with Dak? How big of a deal do you think Ezekiel Elliott holding out is uh, is this something that could start to defray the momentum that they had from a double-digit win season last year and a playoff win, which historically in Dallas, since the run they had with Emmett Irvin and Aikman back in the day, they just don't get that many playoff wins. So where are they as a franchise right now in your mind? Well, I still think they're one of the most talented franchises in football right now. You look at how young they are on the defensive side of the ball, um, how well they've played so far in the preseason, the way they're built up front. Uh, both lines of scrimmage, especially offensive line wise. Like I get that, I get that Ezekiel wants a new deal, and I understand the short shelf life of the running back position. And you know, and and there was a report when um, you know the other night in Hawaii where Jerry Jones says uh, Daku, you know, or I mean yes. Ziku, uh, and, and you know, and, and his camp is pissed off. Well, do you think the Cowboys are pissed off when you got suspended? You think the Cowboys are pissed off every time you get called and they get called to the commissioner's office? You think they're upset about, you know, domestic violence and the fact that every time you go out, uh, somebody provokes you and you can't control yourself? You think they're pissed off about that? Um, So I would just say, you know, probably not the wisest thing in the world that Jerry Jones did. But the bottom line is you're not not in a position of leverage. I mean, they they can make you play this year, next year, and they could franchise you for two more years. So, you know, I think Jerry has historically always tried to pay his guys. I know for a fact, having, you know, relationships with a lot of Dallas Cowboys and former Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones loves his players. He always tries to do right by them. You know, I just think you're playing Jerry Jones the wrong way. He has backed you even throughout. You know, he's gone to bat for you in regards to kind of fighting the commissioner and everything else on suspensions. I think the best thing you could do is come in there, understand that you're not going to get, you know, maybe top dollar because of the running back position that you play, but he take care of you and pay you a hell of a lot more money than you're getting paid right now. I just think that, that his camp and Zeke Elliott are really playing this out the wrong way. What do you think Dak's worth? Um, would like you pay from, him? Would you pay him top ten money in the NFL? Would you pay him thirty million dollars a year, top five money? What would you do if you were Jerry Jones with Dak? 
I, I think he's, you know, I think you always have to pay a premium for the quarterback position when he's up. You know, I always, I always say, like, what took you guys so long? Is, is my thought. Like, why do you let a guy get into, you know, into the last year of his deal when he can see the horizon? If you knew that Dak was your guy and you knew that last year, does he, because he's a fourth-round draft choice, does he sign? If you say, hey, man, here's a big chunk of money, here's, you know, $22 million a year, and you're making two, um, and this is generational-changing money, and you still have another year under contract after the year that you're going to play. So essentially two years. Like at what point do you, do you, you haven't made a decision on your guy? Like I, I don't understand why you shuffle your feet and then you get yourself into this position. Now you're in the position. Um, do I think he's worth $30 million a year as, as, as currently constructed? Probably not. Um, you know, I think he's worth 28, 20, 25, you know, in, in that realm. Um, but you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to pay him now because you, you've waited, you shuffled your feet. And that's, that's, you know, the part of this business that you better figure out. You better figure out and target who your guys are, at least taking you into the future. And if you go early on those guys, um, you're going to save yourself, you know, you're going to save yourself a lot of money in the long run. Last question for you. You're out in Denver. What read are you getting on Joe Flacco and his impact likely to be with the Broncos? Well, I think Joe is Joe's a big time quarterback. He's uh, you know he's he's the unquestioned kind of leader. Something they've really struggled with. So this is a guy that everybody's pretty excited about. But I, you know, I think you look at this team. If you look at the team realistically, and I think you saw it in last night's game. Um, you know, beyond the top twenty-two or twenty-five guys, I think they're pretty. I think they're pretty talented. They're they're the roster, the top twenty-two guys, twenty-five guys. Uh, I think what you're seeing is is a depth issue. I thought they got pushed around. They couldn't block anybody in the second team on, you know, twos on twos on twos kind of in that game against San Francisco. Um, and I think that's what's going to hurt you because you look at the Broncos as currently constructed. I don't care who you are. Your top 22 guys aren't making it through the season healthy. And what have you developed? I think you really see it with the Broncos and special teams. They have gotten their ass handed to them two weeks in a row on special teams. That's where you see a lack of development, a lack of talent on this roster. And that's really going to be, that's going to be the downfall of this football team. They're just not deep enough across the board. Outstanding stuff as always. Mark Schlereth, we'll talk to you every week, all football season long. Go follow Mark on Twitter at Mark Schlereth. Give him feedback on everything. Appreciate it, my man. You got it. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying, flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!